Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number seven. I'm really excited for this week's podcast episode because at the end of this week, I'm taking my next Royal Caribbean cruise vacation on the beautiful Jewel of the Seas. And I want to take you on the cruise with me, well, virtually anyway, and preview my cruise on Jewel of the Seas and the Southern Caribbean itinerary that I'm taking. We'll look at why I booked this cruise, take a closer look at Jewel of the Seas, the islands we're visiting, and review some of the plans I have for the trip. Here we go. Being just a few days away from my Jewel of the Seas cruise, I'm really excited for it. Obviously, that goes without saying. I think anybody a couple of days from their cruise is going to be excited. But I also wanted to share kind of a preview of my cruise, take you into some of the thinking and strategies I have with this cruise, why I picked it, some of the ideas I have. And that way, when I come back, we'll do kind of a, a wrap up and see kind of how things went versus, you know, what I thought they were going to be. So Jewel of the Seas, why do we go on this cruise? This is a seven-night Jewel of the Seas Southern Caribbean cruise that sails out of San Juan, Puerto Rico. And why we picked this cruise is kind of, I think, we wanted something different. We had done a lot of Eastern and Western Caribbean cruises, and those are great. We've done them a lot. We really enjoy them, in fact. But we wanted something different this time. And the Southern Caribbean was kind of like a good blend of being close enough to home that this isn't involving you know, a 12-hour plane ride. But it's still exotic enough, and it's bringing us to different islands that we've never been to before. So that was a big draw. And as well, this is also be our first cruise on Radiance-class ships. And I've heard nothing but great things about the Radiance-class. I know many of my friends, including Veronica, who's a good friend of mine who runs the Crowncast podcast, says always said that Jewel of the Seas was her favorite ship. And it's got such a great reputation online. So you know, the idea to go on not only a Radiance-class ship, but Jewel of the Seas really excited me. So great itinerary and great ship. Now, on top of that, we also had the ability to get a really cool cabin for ourselves. We booked a balcony cabin on the hump. And if you're not familiar with what the hump is, there are on certain ships, there are what's called hump cabins. And basically, if you look at the uh, deck plan of a Royal Caribbean ship, in this case, Julius's, if you look down on one of the deck plans, you're going to see cabins near the midsection of the ship where the hull of the ship kind of curves outwards and it creates a, a hump, for lack of a better word. And on Radiance-class ships, these staterooms are actually a little larger and the balcony is massive. So, as you might imagine, we booked a balcony cabin. And again, for the same price as most other cabins, we were able to get a slightly larger cabin and a massive balcony. Usually, a balcony will fit you know, two chairs and a table comfortably with a little space here and there. Our balcony can fit those two chairs and that little table along with two lounge chairs. It's really massive, and all the photos I've seen of it look amazing. It's one of those cabins that everyone always raves about on all the various message boards. So great ship, great itinerary, and oh yeah, managed to get a really cool cabin. Considering that's the same price as the other cabins of this size, this really was appealing to us. Also, the great thing about hump cabins is that they are close to the elevator. So again, it's a great stateroom that we were able to pick up, and we booked this actually back in 2012, June 2012, I'm not mistaken. So it's been about a year and a half already. And that's the advantage of, of course, booking early is we were able to get the specific cabin we wanted versus if I booked, you know, maybe three or four months ago, I would have probably been on the same ship, same itinerary, maybe even close to the same price, but I wouldn't have gotten the awesome cabin that I'm getting. Who's cruising on the ship is myself, my wife and my two and a half year old daughter. We're also going with another family who has a one and a half year old kid, and it's their first time on Royal Caribbean. And I'm trying my best to try to convert them as a good, you know, loyal to Royal 
uh, customer. You know, want to see, make sure that they have a great time and perhaps even get as addicted to Royal Caribbean as I am. But I don't want to overwhelm them also. So we're kind of taking it easy. We want to see everything, do everything, but not make them feel like you know uh, we're going crazy with everything. So I think it'll be a lot of fun because we're both families that have kids of around the same age. So let's look at Jewel the Seas. Jewel of was built in 2004, and as I mentioned, it's a Radiance class. It's actually the last member of the Radiance class of ships. And Radiance class ships, for if you're not aware, are a much smaller ship compared to, say, Oasis class ships or Freedom class ships or even the new Quantum class ships. They're the smallest by far of, of those classes. And the thing about the ship that really distinguishes them, I mean, when I say small, of course, this is relatively speaking because they still pack about 2,000 people on board. The thing is, Still, there's a lot to do. And what's really great about these Radiance-class ships and Jewel Disease especially is there's lots of glass around the ship so that guests can constantly see the ocean. Not only see the ocean, have sweeping vistas of the ocean they can see from anywhere. And this is really a big deal because on other Royal Caribbean ships, you know, there, there's glass, but it's not nearly as emphasized as you're going to find on Radiance-class ships. Jewel Disease also has two specialty restaurants, Chops Grill and Portofino. And I think we're definitely going to hit up at least one of them, hopefully two. You know, we'll, we'll see about that. They have a windjammer. And the distinction here is that's a little different compared to other ships is they, while every ship has a windjammer, the Jewel of the Seas windjammer has an outdoor seating that's partially covered. So you have the indoor experience of eating, which you know every ship has. But you can also eat outside and slightly covered. And it's nice to have that breeze. It's something very, very nice. And actually, the only other ships I've ever been on that had that where the Disney Wonder has that, or had it at least. And so it's kind of cool. You know, you can eat outside if it's, the weather's nice, or you can stay inside. There's also the Sea View Cafe. And if you haven't heard about the Sea View Cafe, it's got kind of another cult status among Royal Caribbean fans. It's a counter-service restaurant that's available on Jewel of the Seas. It's free, or complimentary, whatever you want to call it. And it offers a lot of great tasting food. And people have become real big fans of everything they offer here. It's located on the back of the ship, and it's a great spot for fish and chips, burgers, Rubens, which I love, and Cuban sandwiches. So I'm really excited for this. I think my wife is probably more excited than I am to go check out the Sea View Cafe because everything you ever read about Jewel of the Seas, inevitably somebody brings up Sea View Cafe. It's just inevitable. Also, they, Jewel of the Seas has some great, unique venues on board that have a British colonial thing, which is just cool. There's the Safari Club, the Serengeti Card Club, which you can go and get games there's the Colony Club, which features those really awesome self-leveling billiard tables. I'm not sure if you've ever seen a YouTube video. We'll put in the show notes a link to it. And basically what it is, it's a pool table, but it balances no matter what's going on. There's a gyroscope built into the table, so if the ship is moving like it often does, the billiard table, the balls on the billiard table do not move because of the self-leveling thing. It's really, really cool. But maybe the the highlight of Jewel of the Seas, the, the, the pinnacle of what makes Jewel so cool is the Centrum. The Centrum is an eight-deck high atrium. And if you've been on, say, Freedom Class or Oasis Class, and maybe even someday Quantum Class, you'll know that the Royal Promenade is really the center of activity, or really the center of the ship in terms of where everything is. On Radiance Class, the Centrum is what you're going to find there. And again, it's an eight-deck high atrium area, lots of glass. And during the day, you'll find cooking demos, art auctions, and other activities. Again, not unlike the Royal Promenade. And at night, there's dancing and live music. And it's, you know, it's a really cool thing. And it's, it's different. And that's what, again, attracted us to this cruise because it's not just another Freedom class ship. It's not just another Voyager class ship. It's a little different. It's a departure from what we've known. That's, that's exciting to me. I'm really looking forward to checking this out. And oh yeah, Jewel also has the typical Royal Caribbean things everyone likes to do. There's a rock climbing wall, sports court, mini golf course, golf simulator. So, you know, all in all, it's a really exciting ship and it sounds like there's going to be a lot to do on here. 
you know, as much as there is to do on here, we are sailing to particular locations. And there, the Southern Caribbean is somewhere we've never been before to an extent. We're actually six islands in seven nights. So that's a lot. It's a ports intensive itinerary. And we're actually going to be flying to San Juan, Puerto Rico first. And then we're going to be visiting the islands of St. Croix, St. Martin, Antigua, St. Lucia, and Barbados. So again, it's port intensive. And we like that. I'm, I'd rather be in port than at a sea day. And I, you know, I love exploring the Royal Caribbean ships, but I like to go visit places. And this is what's really, again, of interest to us. And all but one of the islands is new. In fact, we've been to St. Martin before, but St. Croix, Antigua, St. Lucia, Barbados, all brand new to us. And we've been to San Juan, but it's a beautiful island, and I'm looking forward to seeing it again. And St. Martin, by you know, it's also great. So let's talk about each island and what we're expecting and kind of what our plans are for each island. So we'll start in San Juan, where our cruise is departing from. We're actually going to fly in a day before. And this is always a good tip for anybody who's flying to any cruise anywhere. It's always smart, if you can, to fly to your cruise port the day before. And the reason for that is you never know what's going to happen. Whether someone gets sick, the airplane has some problem, who knows what happens, right? The thing is, if you fly on the day before, it's okay. If you're three, four, five hours delayed, no problem at all. I mean, it stinks, don't get me wrong, but at least you're not going to miss your cruise. Versus if you fly in the day of your cruise and you only give yourself a couple hours, if there's any kind of delay, there's a good possibility you might miss your cruise. And for me, I don't want that kind of nervous heartache. So I'm gonna, we're going to fly in the night before. We're actually going to fly in the morning before. So we'll have a good 24 hours or so in San Juan. We're staying at the uh, Sheridan in Old San Juan. Going to get there about noontime or so the day before. Go to the hotel, drop our stuff off, and then just go tour Old San Juan, which is a beautiful city if you've never been to San Juan. It's just gorgeous. It's really that stereotypical colonial Caribbean experience, but it's really, really nice. And of course, it's part of the United States, being Puerto Rico. So it's great to go to. There's lots to see and do. There's some places we've been before that we want to bring our friends to, some places we've been, things we've never done before. So we're pretty excited. We're just going to explore the city, sample local food, which we love to do, just kind of take in old San Juan. The first island that we're visiting on the cruise is going to be St. Croix. And for St. Croix, we've decided to take the day pass to a place called the Sandcastle Beach Resort. It's, I say day pass, a lot of people think it's all-inclusive. It's not. It's just a nicer beach. It's $5 per person admission, so really, really cheap. And you can get two lounge chairs, an umbrella, and two rum punches for 25 bucks, which is like perfect, right? I mean, that's just like, it sounds like a great day at the beach. So we're planning that beach day. We've heard great reviews of the Sandcastle Beach. And again, this is when I booked this excursion. I think all these excursions, in fact, we've booked on our own. And you can refer back to that episode we just did about shore excursions as to the benefits and, and drawbacks of both. But this one sounded really cool. So we're going to check that out. Now in St. Martin, similar but different. We've been here before, but the last time we were here... We went to this beach called Legallian Beach, some beach I just heard about on the internet. We were literally going to some other beach. I forget which one we were going to with our driver. We got a taxi cab, and I saw a sign for Legallian. I remember that's the beach that's supposed to be really cool for our kids, and I have, obviously, a two-year-old daughter. So we went there. It was amazing. My daughter, I, I've never seen her so happy at the beach before because what's great about it is Legallian Beach is a beach that's a cove, so there's, like, no waves at all. I mean, literally, your bathroom bathtub probably has bigger waves than Legallian, which is perfect for my daughter because she can't swim and you know she's still too young to understand how to use floaties and all that kind of stuff this way she can just literally sit in the ocean play with the sand walk in and out and there's really no concern we did had a great time so we're going to go back again here and of course the family we're going with has a one and a half year old so this will be perfect for them as well i think we're going to spend the day we had loftier ideas like maybe we're going to go check out some other stuff on st martin but and we decided, let's just keep it simple. Let's stay at La Galleon, relax, enjoy ourselves. And the only other thing is we're going to, on our way back, take a detour to Maho Beach. 
and we didn't do this last time and we and and our friends really want to do this and quite frankly i'm interested in doing it as well it's maho beach and maho beach the thing about that is it's that beach on saint martin where the airplanes when they're landing at the airport land like three feet above people's heads and there's a cool i'm sure you've seen photos and videos of it we'll post of course said photos and videos on our show notes page for this episode so you can check that out at royalcaribbeanblog.com but maho beach is really kind of just a nice little thing and the best part about this is we got a driver we actually met the driver on our last cruise to st martin He was a great guy just really really nice and we managed to get him to drive us around for the day for uh, i believe it's 120 dollars for the day which is really not bad at all and you know he'll take us around and we'll figure it out. So I think it's really fun, and I'm really looking forward to getting back to St. Martin, and not only for my daughter to get back to this beach because I'm sure just telling her the name is doesn't mean anything to her, but when she sees it again, I'm really hoping she's going to love it. We should mention, by the way, if you are booking Legallian, if you say, "Oh, this is great for my family," you got to understand Legallian Beach is also a uh, topless beach. I know it's weird; it's a family beach, but I've seen people that are topless over there. It's not like the center point of the beach. It's not like it's just everybody's naked or anything like that. But it can happen, so just keep that in mind if that bothers you. Next up, we have Antigua. And here, we're going to a beach called Valley Church Beach. I don't know, lots of beaches on this cruise. And uh, this was rated number three on TripAdvisor. It's the number three beach in Antigua. And we said, great, we'll go here. And what really drew me again was a good price. Free Wi-Fi, chairs are five bucks, umbrellas, $10. And all the photos I've seen have looked amazing. Like, not even like, okay, it's a nice beach. I mean, these just look like the most beautiful beach I've ever seen in my life, which makes me wonder what number beach number one and two on TripAdvisor looks like. But this is great. The price is right. And again, we're just looking to relax on this cruise. This isn't like a let's go, you know, hike eight miles and then, you know, swing down on a vine or something. I don't know what people, I don't think anyone actually swings on a vine, but you know what I mean. We, we just want to take it easy. We've got two kids. We're not looking to do go crazy. So this sounded like a great idea. And the beauty is, you know, if you have a couple of beach days here and things don't work out, go back to the ship. Not a, not the end of the world either. St. Lucia. Now, this is the island we really don't have a lot of plans for, to be honest with you. We looked at a lot of different things. And I think what we decided was, well, the big draw of St. Lucia is these two mountains called the Pitons, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. They're two large mountains. And there's lots of beaches around these islands. And again, it's a great view of these two mountains. And it's kind of like one of those things like it looks great in photos and, it's, you know, it's another fun beach. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to get off the boat, figure out, find a, a taxi or some dude who can drive us. And we'll say we want to, you know, a beach with a view of the pitons and we'll see what happens. We're kind of playing it by ear. I might see what other, some other people on board are doing and we'll see how it goes. The last island we're going to be visiting, and this will be when I'm kind of crying and happy at the same time because it's our last port, but is Barbados. And here, we're actually going to go on a group tour of Barbados with some actual people I met on Cruise Critic. And I use the word met in quotes because I've never actually met these people. But there's these things on Cruise Critic called uh, meet and mingles where you can meet other people that are on the same cruise as you. And so we all kind of got together and said, you know, if we all pool our money together, we can go on a tour together and save a lot of money. And somebody found a tour with this group called Tyrone Griffith. And basically, it's a $25 per person tour. Includes alcohol, which is great for us. Kids are free. And it tours a bunch of sites all over the island. So after like five beach days, I think we're okay to go sit in an air-conditioned van with a couple of drinks with umbrellas. Probably no umbrella, but still drinks. Tour the island, take a few photos. Might be a nice little departure from everything that we're doing. Again, beauty of the internet. Love meeting new people. And everyone on Cruise Critic has been wonderful so far. So I'm really looking forward to checking out this tour. Throughout this whole process, everything we're saying here, we're actually going to be live blogging every single day of our cruise on RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Uh, we did this for Freedom of the Seas 
cruise that we took back in February and it went really well. In fact, we had a really great time with it. So if you're around and you're going to be on, check every single day because we're going to have a new blog post usually in the evening of what what we did. We'll have photos, summary of what we did during the day. And I'll also be answering your questions or requests or comments about each live blog post. So if, you know, if I'm posting something and you have a question about something or you want, you know, you want more information, I'll try my best to get answers for them. But I think you know, this will be really cool. And it's, it's, it's an interactive experience, again, because I'm sharing what's going on on the cruise and it's kind of taking you along for the ride. So hopefully it'll be a lot of fun. And, of course, when we come back, we'll have a podcast episode reviewing the whole cruise. And you heard all my grandiose plans. So we'll happen to see if that actually works out in the grand scheme of things, how things went. That's always interesting. You always have these great plans in mind. But how well did things work? Did things work out? And you know what? Honestly, there's been a lot of surprises that I can never anticipate until I actually go on the cruise. But I'm very, very excited. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm hoping that you'll be able to join us virtually at least with not only this episode, but also on royalcaribbeanblog.com and check out all the live blog posts we'll be doing. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Now, as always, I want your feedback about this podcast. And if you've been on either, say, Jewel of the Seas or you've taken a Southern Caribbean cruise, I'd love to hear your feedback about it. And I'm going to save it, actually, for the episode we're going to be doing after I get back from this cruise and kind of, you know, compare notes here, so to speak. So if you've taken a cruise on, you know, any, I'll, I'll extend it to any Radiance-class ship and or a Southern Caribbean cruise, I'd love to hear about it, what you loved about it, what you didn't love about it, and we'll kind of, you know, compare notes, so to speak, virtually on this podcast. That's what's fun about it. I love sharing things, getting your feedback on it. And of course, if you have comments, questions in general, love to hear about it as well. So anyway, however you want, whatever you want to send us, we'd love to hear about it. On Twitter, we are at the RCL blog. Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash Royal Caribbean blog. You can, of course, email us, matt at Royal Caribbean blog.com or call the Royal Caribbean blog voicemail by calling 408-6-ROYAL-6. That's 408-676-9256. And, you know, we'll play it right on the show here. Have a little, it'll sound like you're just here with me, even though we're separated by, I'm sure, many hundreds, if not thousands of miles. Cool. Well, I'm very excited. I got to go pack. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg. We'll talk again soon.